everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Teddy. My name is Teddy Parsons, your host and continued agitator for the next 30 minutes or so. I am so excited that you're joining us today for another episode of Real Talk with Real People. On today's episode, which is part two of our Here's to a Healthy You series, we're excited to welcome Maggie Boomas, a hairstylist at the Douglas J Salon located in Okemos, Michigan. Before we bring in Maggie, here are a few interesting facts when I hit the Googler that I discovered that took place on this day, October 11th. In 1986, President Ronald Reagan and Russia, Russia's Mikhail Gorbachev began talks at a summit in Iceland. In 1975, Saturday Night Live created by Lorne Michaels premieres for the first time on NBC with George Carlin as its first host. On this day, former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt was born in 1884. Okay, again, useless facts that will not change your life in any way, but you guys seem to like them. So go ahead and file this under who gives a rat's ass. Okay, enough with this nonsense. Let's say hello to our special guest. Hi, Maggie. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. So Maggie, can you please share with our listeners who you are and what do we need to know about you? Well, I am Maggie Boomis. I'm from Lansing, Michigan. I work at Douglas J Salon in Okemos. I've been there, a hairstylist there for 24 years. Um, It's just kind of a part of me to the point where I can't imagine not being there and doing what I do. I'm also a mother and a wife. I have two children that are seven and 10. They're tons of fun and I have my husband um, and other than that, I, I mean, I enjoy a lot of different things, working out and being active in the community. I enjoy people. So those are just kind of a, the general, um, aspect of me. Thanks, Maggie. And thanks for sharing your information. We're going to be sure to list all your contact information under today's episode narrative. I do have to tell our listeners, Maggie and I have never seen each other, but her voice, you probably can hear, she sounds like she's 15. So when she said you were in the industry for 24 years, I'm thinking, aren't you like 17 or something? But um, thanks. yeah, you just so sounding good as young. Okay, so Maggie, My research, which some people have accused me as called stalking, for this episode revealed that the Douglas J. Salon and Spa, located in Okemos, Michigan, was started in 1967 by its founder, Douglas J. Weaver, over 55 years ago. That's impressive. So what do you believe is the reason that the Douglas J. Salon is so popular and remains so successful all these years later? What is that? It is because of Douglas J himself. He is no longer with us, which um, is hard to believe, but he was an amazing man and hairdresser. And he truly believed in creating a world of hairdressing in a professional manner with um, education backed up behind it and creating an atmosphere where hairdressers had a career in this path because that wasn't as known to be a kind of a career you could live your whole life off of. And he wanted to see people become successful and professional and make it their career. And he was all about teaching us everything that we knew right from the foundation. 
Like if you came right from his school, you could um, go in there and apprentice and he would teach you how to speak to people, how to um, relate, because um, it's beyond hair cutting and hair dressing. Um, I truly believe it's the person he was and it wasn't just because he wanted a successful business, he wanted successful people in his business. So Maggie, that is amazing. And thanks for sharing that. It's interesting as yeah. I was uh, preparing for this podcast, um, I was born in 1966. And to think a year later, when I was one years old, he was already starting yeah. a successful business. So you said something before I get into my next question, I wanted to ask you, you said hairdresser. And I want to know what is the appropriate term now? Because, you know, back in the day, we said hairdresser, but now I see the word hairstylist or stylist. What is there an appropriate term to use? You know, I think the old school name is hairdresser. I mean, typically now we're designers or hairdressers or like hairstylists. Um, like on my card, I'm a designer because there's colorists, designers, you know, nail techs, there's um, estheticians and spa, like for massage. So we all have our, our names, but I think even hairstylists to this day, like everybody knows what that is. So I think it's okay to say it. I just think the hairdresser term is a little bit more old school, Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay to use. <laughs> when I think of hairdresser, I think of when my grandma went and got a blue rinse and she always talked about yeah. her hairdresser. Sure. So, okay, good. Thanks for sharing <laughs> yeah. that. So, and, yeah, no worries. And nothing, no disrespect to the blue rinses of the world. Okay. So no. I also <laughs> noticed while lightly stalking the website that there is a Douglas J. Aveda Institute, which is located in East Lansing, Michigan. Can you please share with our listeners what this is exactly? Well, the Institute, actually, when I went to it, it was in the Marriott Hotel. And then they moved to, um, on Grand River. Um, the old Jacobsons. The old yes, Jacobsons, yeah. Yes, and it's a really cool building. But it is basically for anyone that wants to go to school to become a hair hairstylist, colorist are in this, in this industry, it's this, it's your education, it's the school. And, um, I believe they give the best education, um, as far as like you learn the most being in there. And they also have a barbering school now, which is really cool. Um, but it's, it's basically their educational center. And sometimes we'll do our classes for our, um, education that's beyond school. We'll still do stuff there too. So it's really cool. So thanks, Maggie. So just yeah. for uh, old school people like me, back in the day, I'm from West Michigan, everyone went through, almost everyone went through Chic uh, School of uh, Cosmetology. Is that still considered a school of cosmetology, even though you're kind of in an Aveda Institute? Yes, it is a cosmetology school. And I probably should have said that, but yes, that is correct. Um, that's exactly what it is. So okay. anyone that wants to become licensed would would go there. Uh, uh, incredible. So let me it's ask. Just, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sure. No, no. no I was just going to say it's a it's a Veda is a Veda concept, meaning um, at one time Douglas J only used a Veda products, which that has changed a little bit in the last couple of years. But we're still a Veda con like the schools are a Veda concept. 
Okay, so for example, and that we don't want to brand anyone else, but uh, would is there such a thing maybe somewhere on Paul Mitchell's School of Cosmetology, or don't we know? Yes, actually, there's Vidal Sassoon schools um, oh, in different okay. areas. Yeah, yeah, and actually, like I've done um, continuing education through Vidal Sassoon and. Um, and now Davines with a new line, um, and it's fun to branch out. But I've done a lot through Aveda as well. Yeah, and um, and again, not you know, I don't get sponsored by any of these people, but the Paul Mitchell Tea Tree has always been one of my favorites, along with Pureology. So, okay, so oh, and an inside tip for our listeners: if you do not know this, um, the uh, uh, yeah, Costco, if you shop at Costco, I learned from a website that their Kirkland brand shampoo is actually made as the, on the same line as Pureology or it's uh, based on Pureology, just FYI. So anyway, okay. So Maggie, I cannot imagine that being a hair stylist is an easy job as you have to deal with so many different types of people and so many different personalities. What do you like most about your job and what do you like least? Oh, well, you know, um... That's a, that's a big question because I, I love what I do. I love the creativity. I love making people feel beautiful. Um, I enjoy talking to people. If you ask my coworkers, sometimes they're probably like, be quiet. Um, (laughs) and most of all, it's just such a gratifying job when you have people come to you to see you, they're choosing to see me and I get to be creative on them and give them a beautiful look for their, their face shape and, and hair, and they get to leave feeling great. So there's a lot of components of it. And I mean, I love, I love my coworkers and, um, it's just, it's a job that it's, I can't imagine not going to, there's just so many components to it that are pretty awesome. Okay, man. What I was going to say what I leave, what I, well, no, like the hardest part is like when you're done, you're exhausted because it never stops like you're standing and it's busy. Um, but it maybe sometimes the noise, but like, that's probably the most of it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to segue into something. So, um, I'm sure you have to deal with those customers who bring in a picture of a celebrity or someone they found in a magazine and they say, Hey, Maggie, make me look just like this picture. How do you gently let them know that there's not enough hair product, glitter, or magic in the world to make them look like that? How do you do that nicely? Because I'm snarky and probably would say, have you lost your damn mind? But I'm curious, how how do you nicely tell someone that might be a problem? You can, you can think that, you can think it all day long if you want. <laughs> but what I do is, I mean, and I've taken so many classes on like face shapes and stuff. I pick out a feature of them that I think really is pretty or that you know, like if they have pretty eyelashes and eyes, you kind of say, well, we could do something similar, but why don't we do it like this? Because this would probably, um, you know, balance this out and, and look, look even better on you. And we can modify anything to somebody, you know what I mean? And you can always find something good in someone, um, and depending on hair textures. And I think if you start bringing out features and bringing it to them, I look at pictures and I love pictures because it gives me an idea of a shape that they like. Cause ultimately like you're never going to make a hairstyle on somebody else look identical on another person. So it's, it's the idea of it. And I kind of explain that too, when I'm doing their hair, like, well, it's not going to look just like this, but 
what is it about this picture you love or you like? And we can kind of go from there. So okay. I explain it to them, but I don't like ever put someone down or um, say anything negative. So, okay, Maggie, because at the beginning, as I mentioned, I'm kind of an agitator. I'm curious, so, so if that person insists on doing that, do you kind of just pray to the hair gods that it works out the best it can? And you've already explained to them, I'm not sure how this look will look. Um, do you just go ahead and do it and just say, okay, I've done my professional job by letting them know I don't think it's the right look. Do you just go ahead and do it then? I might have done that when I was younger, <laughs> but over the years now, I will literally, I will say that I, I can't do that because that will not turn out right. Like your hair will not do that. Like if someone has thin, fine hair and they want a look that has thick, curly, coarse hair, it's not going to look like that. And I have no problem telling them that like, this will not do this, you know, and I, and I'm not going to give them something that their hair will not do. And I think sometimes at that point, either you get the person that they trust you and they'll, they'll believe you and believe in you, or they might want to go to somebody else, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, you know, Maggie, uh, the, uh, when someone leaves the salon and you've uh, done their hair, they are basically walking advertisement for you, right? They're like your business yep. card. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So here we go. And again, I'm being the agitator. So I recently saw in an episode of a reality court TV series, a case about a very unhappy client who had asked the stylist to take off two inches of her hair, but the stylist may, it appears, have taken off much more than that. Do you have a process in place to make sure that the client is very clear on what they're asking you for? And how do you do this? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I truly believe the consultation of a haircut is the most important part of the haircut. So if I'm not understanding what someone wants, I pick up a mirror, I take a comb, I measure, is this where you want it to hit? I, I make sure I understand exactly what they want before I start anything else. Um, because I think again, early, my early years, you learn really quick, like, you know, I had a haircut that they wanted it over the ear and they meant covering the ear and I cut it over the ear and she was furious. So you never forget the stuff that you do wrong. <laughs> um, and it's all about how the communication goes. And if I'm kind of not understanding, I ask the questions back and take the time to make sure I'm understanding what that person wants, because I, that's, that's one of the biggest problems. I think when people go in and they end up unhappy they're not getting what they want and the person's doing a not understanding or doing whatever they want. The stylist is. Yeah. Maggie in the coaching professional coaching world, we call that mirroring and reflecting. Mm -hmm. So we will say, so I understand what you just said was this, or so um, I have a clear yeah. understanding. I heard you say this, that sounds like what you're doing, right? Yes, exactly. Because that, I mean, I, I think, when you take the time to do that, you don't have the mistakes in the end, yeah. you know, if you take that time, so. Okay, Maggie, um, you and I talked about this when we talked on the phone last week, but I'm curious for our listeners, what are some important rules of etiquette for those coming to get their hair cut, colored or coiffed or set or whatever, a nice blue rinse for your tea party, whatever. So what should our <laughs> listeners need to know? How should we behave at the hair salon? Well, I think it's just thinking about 
how other, there's a lot of other people around you. So it's, I, I believe being conscious and, um, just having uh, respect for other people around you. So that could mean a lot of things as far as like the things you're saying or, um, and some of it can be the stylist kind of, you know, leading the way on that too. But, um, it's just, I think anywhere, like anytime you go anywhere, like if you're going to someone's home, I think about these people are my guests and it's like, they're coming to our home. And if I were coming into someone's home, it's just being respectful of other people and the people around you as well. Yeah. Maggie, I got to tell you, um, I agree with you, but for me, when I'm sitting in that chair getting my hair uh, done, I remember <laughs> that this person is holding a pair of scissors. And they, you know, it's kind of like uh, being insulting to the chef. You never want to do that. So, true, okay. True. <laughs> so, so thanks. Yeah, this is true. This could go, it could be good and it could be bad. <laughs> exactly. Pick someone on the wrong day, you're going right? to miss the ear. Okay. So, I Maggie. <laughs> So thanks again for sharing that important information. Now, yeah. expanding on my last question, why is tipping our hairstylist so important? And do you have a suggestion what the customary amount when tipping your stylist could be or should be? I think it's kind of like going to a restaurant, kind of like depending on your service and how great it was to you. Um, typically, it's a, it, you could the 15%. Um, and you can always do more if you're, they've gone above and beyond, um, or maybe it was a day you had a brand new look and you're just feeling extra amazing. And, um, but I worked at Douglas J for so many years, we had no tipping and, um, I had certain guests when we started doing the tipping, you know, kind of freak out. And I said, just by you being in my chair, I'm grateful for that. So I never expect it. Um, but anyone that does it, I am grateful for that too. And I, I think it's amazing that they're so generous and want to show me how much they appreciate me. You know, it's interesting to say that because when I was just curious, I was looking like in Chicago, New York, Atlanta, and some of those high-end salons, they're very, very strict and they have all over the website that no tipping allowed, you know, they are very clear because mm -hmm. you're paying a lot to go there. So I find that interesting. Okay. So did you want to add more to that? Oh, I was just going to say, I think part of it is too, when you have a departmental salon, we specialize. So you're seeing a colorist and a stylist and you might get your nails done. And at one time we had a lot of apprentices walking the person from, you know, where they need to go next. And it's, they feel like they have to nickel, you know, they're nickel and dime to death, like giving dollars to everybody. So I think they eliminated that portion of it. Um, the feeling for people to come in and feel intimidated that way. So even now, like we don't, we just, we want people to know, like by them coming in and seeing us is enough, but if they want to, it's always there, um, but not expected. Awesome. Okay. So I'm curious then, um, Maggie, is there any service that you will not do when it comes to hair? For example, my old stylist, uh, she only cut men's hair and she refused to do any updos, you know, people getting ready for their prom or their wedding. So do you, uh, she, I was probably her biggest high maintenance, comment, <laughs> but, um, but do, is there anything like you just won't do um, or you don't like to do that you prefer or maybe give it to someone else? 
There is actually, I, I don't, I just don't like to do the chemical, like chemical relaxers and, um, the really harsh treatments like that, because they're, they, you have to work really fast and quick. And I don't do them enough to be efficient at it. And I don't want to use anybody as a Guinea pig or, you know, to do it every so often. Um, so that's something I didn't do consistently. So I just, I, I kind of pass that on to somebody else that's really good at it because I think the person in the chair would appreciate it. And, um, you know, everybody has their craft and I think sometimes it's good to know what that is. Awesome. Okay. So Maggie, um, for our listeners or for anyone who's interested in becoming a hairstylist, hairdresser, whatever they want to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, colorist, <laughs> whatever they want to classify themselves. What advice do you have for them? For example, what should they know before applying for cosmetology school? It's a lot of uh, dedication and hard work up front. It's a lot of physical work, but there's a lot of, um, you know, self-fulfillment in it. It's, it's a world of like, you know, if you love people and you're creative and um, you, you know, you want to show both sides of that, go for it. You have a lot of energy. Cause like, I know I can't sit still if my life depended on it. So my job fits me perfectly. Um, but you do have to like people and you have to be able to engage. And, um, you know, even if you're having a bad day, you kind of have to like, kind of throw that behind you or out the door when you walk in and, and be able to, uh, handle that too because some people have a harder time with that or if they don't like people or um I mean there's other places in the industry maybe they could go but like I think working behind a chair before you do anything else makes a huge difference with whatever path you go in the industry. So Maggie there's a reason I asked that question so uh, where I get my hair uh, cut I'm always shocked when I'll say oh is so-and-so still here and they say no um, how many people go through cosmetology school and then three months into their job, they realize they hate it. And I thought, oh, that money. So would you recommend <laughs> if possible that um, somebody could job shadow maybe for a few weeks? Um, you know, I, what do you think? Highly rec- I highly recommend it. And I am always open. If anyone um, want, it wants to come shadow with me or anyone or even at Douglas J, they are so welcome for that because they, they love having people come in and see if it's for them because they want people that want to be there. You know, they're, they're very open to that. Um, and they believe in that because I mean, it, it takes a lot for them too, once they hire and train and everything to, you know, there's a lot of back work on that too. So it, it helps everybody out when that, when it, when it happens like that. When I would imagine, you know, just kind of expanding on this conversation, I would imagine that it's a benefit to the Douglas J Salon because you guys get to see the up and coming rock stars of hair, right? Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Okay, Maggie. As we begin to wrap up our discussion, which I loved, thank you so much. I would love to. Yes, I love to ask all my guests this question. What would you tell 20-year-old Maggie about what you have learned along the way? What advice would you give to her? Oh, my goodness. I would trust myself more, and I wish I would have had more confidence because this was always in me. But I think as I've grown over the years and older and realized who I am and 
what my passions are, you know, cause I feel like the 20 year old Maggie walked into this going, well, I'll do this to get me through college. And every time I thought about college, I'm like, there's nothing else I want to do. I'll just keep taking classes and work hard instead of just not letting anyone else ever make me believe this wasn't a good path. So I, I think it's trusting yourself and having confidence and believing in what you're doing and just go with it. Yeah. Awesome. Now it's funny because as you're saying that I'm thinking I would have told 20 year old Teddy, uh, to not, <laughs> to not have so much confidence. So oh, in, how did you have too much? I mean, come oh, on. no, I thought I was all, it may be, I thought I was all that in a bag of chips at 20. Well, so. you know what? I have a little one that's like that. And I admire that in her because I didn't. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so Maggie, thank you so much again for joining me on Real Talk with Teddy today. I truly enjoyed our conversation <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you back on the podcast again soon. So Maggie, any, yeah, any final words for our listeners before we say goodbye? So this is where I uh, prompt people to provide with us any special events coming up or how to book an appointment with you or maybe another amazing stylist at the Douglas J Salon and Spa. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm at Okemos, um, at the Douglas J Salon. There's online booking at douglasj.com. Um, or you can call if you want a color appointment and a haircut and consultations are free. So anyone that wants to come in and discuss a haircut or a color, um, which I don't do color, but there's amazing colorists. Um, everybody's so specialized and tons of training and they're wonderful. Um, they can also just call and book an appointment. And so it doesn't cost anything to come in and talk about it if they want to do that first to feel comfortable. Awesome. So in to future podcast guests, this is how you sell your product. Great job, Maggie. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> well, my friends, unfortunately, our time together is coming to an end. Yes. Send in the sad clowns. You can stay connected with us by liking mm -hmm. our Facebook page and following us on Instagram and Twitter. And you know I don't update that, so don't bother. You can also head on over to teddytalks.com to learn how you can connect with us, stay informed, and how to catch up on past episodes. Remember, no matter where life's journey takes you, it's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, some Earl Grey tea, maybe a martini, and let's keep talking. Mm -hmm.